Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's podcast. Um, Housekeeping at the beginning, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at heyall underscore the podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter and keep up with us on converseandcrowns.com. You can also find us on all the major platforms as well as listening on our website directly. Um, Please share, um, you know, subscribe, all that good stuff. And also, don't forget that you can submit a question. We are going to have a um, question episode coming up with questions from y'all. And we've received some really great ones. And we're excited that we would like to have a plethora to pick from. So please just remember that. All right. So following our snack segment, here's the yummy y'all. We're going to be just talking about our snack for today, given the time of year, mm-hmm. Mardi Gras, we have king cake. Yay, this is a Bavarian cream and cream cheese king cake, and it's lovely. And you can look on our Instagram to see who gets the baby. Um, <laughs> we will leave that as a little surprise to find out. You'll have to go over there and, and check it out. And if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> we're not insane. It's a plastic baby that comes in the cake. So we'll yep. put that with our, who and, gets it. <laughs> and supposedly you get the baby, you have yeah. to buy the next one, right? Yeah. Yes. Does anybody tradition. have any other like traditions with that? Uh, I mean, surely it's like lucky well, yeah, or yeah. something, right? Like yeah. everything's lucky. Surely. Yeah. I've always equated it like with a wishbone, except for then you also have to buy a king cake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You can, in fact, order just the plastic babies in a pack if you want to make manger scenes in first grade study school. Um, yes. so, Out of egg carton. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you put them in a little egg carton with some hay and yep. make little and get a little swaddling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can order a pack of plastic babies if you wish. Put them in any cake you want to, I guess. So. We had one not, uh, a couple of weeks ago that the plastic baby was just sitting on top. It wasn't in it. Oh, and okay. we were all so disappointed. Yeah. We were here's like, the thing. is this what this generation has come to? That well, you can't even like. But here's the thing. Okay, so I teach about this in my class. It's illegal. You cannot put a non-food item inside of food, which is why in America you cannot get true Kinder eggs. You have to get them in Canada or Mexico. You can't buy them here. Our Kinder eggs are separate because it has a toy inside. Um, And so the king cake we had came very clearly labeled. So that if you choke on it, you're the dum-dum. But that's why. It's, It's a like kind of a logistical Nightmare well, but it was even bigger than like the ones I've seen used the to be. Ones. Like, That's these, because somebody sued. Somebody choked. Yeah. It isn't that like a generational. It yeah, is a generational problem, but it's a law. <laughs> The FDA says that, so just okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I know. We just buy a hundred little baby ducks and stick them in every single piece. Now what? (laughs) Wire them up and stick them in there. (laughs) Okay. Today we are talking about prayer, and I personally, this was one of my topics I put on there because. Um, prayer is something that over the last about 10 years, I've really grown in my quiet time with prayer. Um, the Lord has really just shown me the power of prayer. I have been, um, just overwhelmed by, I think really how much I've missed out 
on the power of prayer because and I think we've all had these seasons where your prayer time is, Lord, thank you for this day, good night, or God is great, God is good, let's thank him for our food, or you just feel like you're talking at the ceiling. And, you know, that is such a, like, a, a, you're just missing out. And I think for a lot of us, prayer kind of is the last option. I know for me, I'm such a doer and such a list maker that sometimes it would be like prayer would be, okay, well, I've tried everything else. I guess I'll pray now because it didn't feel tangible. Um, but a few years back, and I, I personally titled this episode in my notes, Keep Asking Boldness and Prayer. Because if you look at the verses in Matthew, where it talks about like, you know, ask and you shall receive, um, knock and the door will be, you know, that part. If you look at the original language, it is active. So keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. We are told to to bring our stuff before the Lord, not just one time and not just at night. Um, I had, I think it was maybe student ministry, maybe college. Um, one of the pastors talked about how like prayer should not be a phone conversation where you talk on the phone and you hang up. It should be you're hanging out with this person throughout your life and Something may flip through your mind. Pray about it. Something may. And so we're going to kind of talk about that. But like, for me, that's why I put this on the list because I just know how much my quiet time and just trickling my spiritual life has been kind of revolutionized by prayer and my methods within that. Um, And so uh, this idea of like keep asking and just like having boldness and prayer. Why do y'all struggle with maybe prayer or certain prayer requests because I know all my struggles um and I can I'll I'll go first okay so there have been a prayer journal and that's something I started several years back that when I started it it was very meager and I did it almost almost out of obligation I was doing kind of like a mentorship um and we were doing a book that talked about it and I was like, okay, I'll do that, whatever. And I kind of became convicted that there were prayers I would not put down because I was afraid the Lord was going to disappoint me. Like, oh, I don't want to write that in black ink because what if it doesn't come true? What if, what if the Lord's plan disappoints me? And that is just reality. I mean, it shouldn't, the Lord's plan shouldn't disappoint you, but we are fallible. We are human. Um, there are things that I want that may not happen the way I want or in the time I want. Um, and so for me, a lot of times the keep asking, I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm tired of waiting. Um, and so it's almost like, I'm like, I'm just not going to talk to you about it. It apparently doesn't matter. And that is not true. And I know cognitively that's not true, but Satan likes to really turn up that dial on doubt and make you just feel like your words are hitting the ceiling and not going further. Um, so personally, that's one of my struggles. I think I struggle with it. Uh, is it too simple? Mm -hmm. Like, so mm -hmm. I just like, you know, Clearly, everyone wants to have a good day, Lord, so why should I even talk to you about it? You know, or like, yeah. you know, um, something like that. Like, I'm, I'm definitely better at praying for mm -hmm. 
the bigger um, things that might seem more miraculous or something, but like the the everyday, just what prayer is, the conversation with God, the um, familiarity with that mm-hmm. relationship and that friendship. Like, um, I just I tend to kind of not ask those things mm-hmm. or um, not communicate those things with him just because yeah. like it seems elementary or simple or something like that which yeah. sometimes that can be the most bold thing you do yeah is include him in the smallest moments yeah. you know or whatever so um and I think I limit myself significantly there I sometimes find difficulty because to me it's so much easier to pray for other people mm-hmm. than for myself um, the older I've gotten, I've gotten better with that, but it used to just be very much, I'm going to pray for this family mm-hmm. and these people and, and like, and if you, you know, if you have anything left over, right. <laughs> I'm still here, <laughs> but now I've kind of fixed my priorities with those a little bit, but that was difficult for a while. I think piggybacking off of that, sometimes I have, especially in certain seasons of my life where I'm struggling with sin, I don't want to pray and ask for certain things because I know that would require me to be honest and repent Mm -hmm. before I do that. And either I'm embarrassed to do that. I just don't want to do it because I like my sin, like whatever the case may be. And so I'm just like, we'll wait until next time with that. One more in it, whatever. Um, Because prayer is, you know, multifaceted. It's not your laundry list for, you know, Santa Claus of what you want. Um, He's not a genie in the sky. And so a lot of times it does require that. And vulnerability, and I find it so laughable, and I say that as someone who this is a huge struggle, to be vulnerable before the Lord can be so hard. I think, you have seen me butt naked. (laughs) Like, you know, every problem I've ever had And I still am like, well, don't mention that to the Lord. Maybe he won't notice. (laughs) Like, what? That doesn't make sense. I Um, think for me, a lot of it is pride. I think um, it's, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to bring this to the Lord because it's not that big of a problem. mm -hmm. Like other people are going through so many things that are so much harder so, not that he doesn't have time, but just, I can handle this myself. I don't want to burden him That's with not my prayer problem. worthy. Right, exactly. Yes. Like, I don't feel like sometimes the, you know, even like a hurt or anything like that, I don't feel like is enough to bring to him when I think, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's got all these other mm-hmm. people that have such horrible things going on. and But it's a pride thing, too, because yeah. it's a pride of, well, I can just, I'll just handle it myself. I can do it. I can fix it. I can whatever where that is not what we're called to do. We're called to, you know, crawl to him, crawl up in his lap and mm-hmm. talk to him because that's what he wants us to do as our father. Um, but I sometimes, mine is definitely pride related of either I can do it myself or this isn't big enough or worthy enough to bring to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, and I, I kind of had a, I guess, I don't know if it's a, realization, aha moment, that's what we always call it when God just, you know, pay attention here. Um, I had a very sick little kitty a couple of um, weeks ago. She's still not perfectly great. And I remember I was sitting in the vet and I'm like, Lord, I know that this is a feral cat that has probably lived her best life. And like, I just felt so bad. And 
I was praying for this cat, and I felt guilty that I'm praying for a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has gotten better. And the Lord, I mean, we are told in Scripture, he literally cares about the birds of the field and the lilies. And, like, if he cares about those little tiny things, why the things that hurt my heart would he not care about? And, like, I mean, Brittany's a parent, and I know this with, like, my nephew, but, like, my parents, they want to hear about my day. They want to hear about the little tiny thing that bothers me. When you scrape your knee as a kid, your parent isn't going to be like, walk it off. That's not a big, come back to me when you break your arm. Like, no, that's not how a parent is. And if, uh, you know, earthly parent can be that loving, you know, why do we try to put God in a box? But we do. I mean, not just with prayer with everything. But. I think Satan pours it into yeah. us too. Oh, right? yeah. You know, that's not... Yes, you went through this and it was hurtful and your feelings were hurt. But look at what this person's going through. That's mm-hmm. a real hurt. That's something to really be sad about. Another you know? part of the whole comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That we talked about I before. think Satan, I know he uses that against me in particular. But, mm-hmm. I mean, but I think he does it to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. just um, making us feel not worthy of that or whatever we're going through is not... Because you grow in a relationship through knowing somebody and Mm -hmm. communicating with somebody. And so if Satan can stop you from talking to God, like, all the better. Because you won't recognize his voice in the same way. You won't come to him with those problems. You'll turn to other things. Um, You know, like, what a great way to tear apart those relationships. And so, yeah, I think Satan, you're so right with that. Um, any other reasons you can think that you just maybe struggle in prayer? I think not now, but in the past. And I think this is true maybe for just like an overall, we have complicated prayer. A lot of people feel that prayer can only be this like very, I'm being very formal, I'm addressing, I'm writing my resume with a cover letter to, you know, and that's not, we are kids called to, to our father, right? Um, if I went to my, and I was like, dear sir, can I, he would be like, what is wrong with you? Um, because that's not that type of relationship. So I think a lot of times that has been complicated, um, or that we feel like we have to know this process. Um, I think if you've ever read, and she does in the movie too, but if you've ever read Anne of Green Gables, there's this wonderful moment her first night Green Gables before she even knows if she's going to get to stay, where she is told to pray by Marilla, and she's never really prayed before. And so when she does it, she basically addresses him like she's writing a letter and she ends it like you're sincerely and surely and stuff. Amen. All this stuff. And she's like, Oh, do you think it matters? But like, she had never done it before. And of course, Marilla who grew up in, you know, very formal Victorian church is horrified, but that was Anne's sincere heart and what she felt. And I think sometimes we just complicate that. Um, sometimes it is God is great. God is good. You know, I mean, that, that is just as sincere as words that are very magnanimous and absolutely empty. Um, so I know we pray at the struggle. end of our workout class mm-hmm. and I always, you know, we'll do prayer requests if anybody has them, but 
I know one time somebody mm-hmm. who had come to class before um, came up after our workout class and literally said, I've never heard anybody pray like that. Like you're literally just talking to somebody. And I thought, yeah, I said, yeah, well, that's what it is. Like I'm mm-hmm. talking to my heavenly father, but they had never yeah. heard prayer in just a simple, you know, normal speaking thing like to them prayer had to be formal or it Mm -hmm. had to be you had to do all these things to almost clean yourself up before you pray and like that is not what we're told and so I that has always just stuck with me with you know I've never heard anybody pray in a way where you're just talking to somebody and like that's literally what it is um your prayer should be the rough draft right like that's what the Lord and he knows your heart like if you come Mm -hmm. broken and you don't even know what to say like he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I never, cause I've grown up, you know, in the church where I've, I've known what prayer is or what is expected to be, I guess. And it just, it kind of blew my mind that she said that. So, yeah. Um, okay. If you're following our outline, I'm going to skip to C because the order I have it in doesn't make sense. Yes, we do outlines or I do. Cause you know, a little, a little over-organized. Um, so along that line, like, what do we do when we're too weary to pray or we're too tired to pray or we're just... And when I say weary, me, that is... I'm not talking you're tired or sleepy. I'm talking your soul is spent. And I think we have all walked through seasons. If nothing else, I think COVID at least taught people what the word weary meant. Um, Because there are times when I sometimes think if I have to pray about this one more time, I am going to lose my mind. I'm tired of it. Like, I literally don't want to speak it anymore. Um, And the great news is that doesn't surprise the Lord. So that's good. Um, I had somebody once tell me that God is not afraid or put off by your temper tantrums. Like, should you throw them? Probably not. Are you going to throw them? Yep. Um, you are. Um, and that that's okay. And so when you're just utterly weary, or maybe when you just don't know how to approach what's going on, like I think of people who just got a diagnosis that their child has cancer or something. It is not like you automatically go, oh, I know exactly what to pray over this. Like, so how do y'all approach those moments when you're just spent or unsure I think I cling to the that bit of like he intercedes for us yes Mm -hmm. um I can't like recall where it's at in the bible or exactly what it says but um and I think in those times I just am like lord this yeah like this is a situation I have no idea what to even ask for and so like you almost just speak in Jesus name over it you know like literally Hey, Jesus, this, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, sometimes I'll even like pray for it. Lord impress upon me what I even should pray. Yeah. Um, that's like great. where, where should I even like direct my faith, mm-hmm. direct my, um, my hope in you, you know, like, because sometimes you don't even know what you should mm-hmm. pray for. That um, is true. Yeah. So I, I cling to that, that bit of scripture where it says he, he will intercede for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's our, our high priest, which is 
how that's something that when we say the Old Testament, because the Old Testament, you you had to go to the temple. And, you, and yes, you could speak, but they didn't have the spirit like we do. And I cannot imagine because there are times in my life where sometimes being able to pray and know the spirit has you is like oxygen. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only thing that's moving your feet forward. Um, I know personally, I will pray scripture. Um, and whether that be scripture that I have memorized, which it is so, it's so much harder now. Um, the older I get, my brain has turned to mush. I'm a teacher. I don't know. I'm old, (laughs) but it's harder to memorize now. But having those scriptures that that's what comes to your mind, the truth of it, it does not have to be the reference and everything. Right, like, like just yeah, like what that, I was just right. saying, like, exactly. cannot point you to where it's at exactly yeah. in the Bible, but, but it's in there. But it's knowing, there. and yeah. knowing the truth, and sometimes just looking up, I mean, if you don't know where to start and you're trying to figure out prayers, go to Psalms, mm-hmm. because David has prayers for everything from Lord, I'm so happy I could not begin. You are amazing and wonderful to Lord. My whole life has fallen apart and your plan doesn't seem good. And I feel like you have forgotten me and really just like crying out in just frustration and anguish. I mean, we got a lot in Psalms that you can look at and really just model after, but also just, just, just pray. pray. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and just pray is like almost truth to yourself. Like, I know um, sometimes I'll be like, you know, Lord, this is the issue. I know you say nothing is impossible with you. I believe that. That's coming out of Luke, you know. Um, I believe that, you know, whatever, you will fulfill your promises to us. That is found um, when we're talking about Hannah and just like having that scripture that, yes, no, the Lord doesn't need to remind, be reminded that, remember, Lord, and Luke, you told us that nothing's impossible, but I need to be reminded of it. I think so often people treat prayer as transactional, of like, this is my request, like sending an order to Amazon, this is my request, and he will send it to you. And so often prayer, I think, changes your perspective and your outlook, Um even if just for that moment. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I think scripture helps with that because these are people who have also gone through it. Um, and you you know they have the truth and you've seen the other side of it. Um, I think along those lines, like music helps me. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain songs that are prayers, you know, mm-hmm. that you can sing. And it's easier for me to remember them if they're music. But um, just even like, even if it's not a prayer within a song, but just things within songs can become prayers mm-hmm. and they can just, oh, yeah. you know, music just feeds into us so much anyway. So I think that's one way when I'm weary is there, you know, there are certain songs or things that I go to. I know as silly as it is, I have like a, a thing in my phone, a note with Bible verses mm-hmm. that just speak truth into me. Um, if I'm just too, too weary, like that's where you count on those friends that we talked about in our last podcast and, um, they can come in and just kind of lift you up in prayer and kind of not do it for you, but I don't know, speak into you so you can maybe get through, you know, that yeah. weariness. So during um, those weary times, excuse me, um, the Lord and I have had many a good conversation <laughs> in the car. Yes. And, like, oh my gosh, that yes. has like in the 
toughest of the tough when I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't get that. We will have our good hearts of hearts in the car. We are driving all over Lamar County, mm -hmm. but that is what I have to do. That's true. Yeah. I've yeah, always, yeah, yourself. sometimes like mm -hmm. just pulling away yeah. and like physically removing yourself from mm -hmm. some of that weariness mm -hmm. that, you know, just surrounds you mm -hmm. and pushes you down or pulls you down and um, like changing a physical location. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even in the Bible, th yeah. they did that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what, like the disciples pulled away yeah. to a different location to, Cause you know, distractions and we're human. Right. Um, and we'll actually talk about that when we get to prayer tools, but, um, oh, I skipped it. Sorry. no, you're okay. <laughs> you're okay. Um, but, with that, I've always joked because I realized it. Um, sometimes the Lord has to get you almost where you're trapped. <laughs> and you get, I always know I'm going to have some life falling apart crisis about the time that we have state testing. Because as teachers doing state testing, you can't have your phone, you cannot talk, and you have to walk around a room for four to eight hours, depending. And I have counted every ceiling tile in our auditorium multiple times, light fixtures, everything. And sometimes I will count those several times before I'm willing to have a conversation with the Lord. And I remember probably about six years ago doing that. And I kept being like, what else can I do? I mean, I'm just bored. What, I wish I could talk to somebody and just feeling God being like, hello, <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> me. And so I started, and so now I'm like, okay, this, like I'm going to have this like heart to heart prayer time. And like, it sounds silly, but I used to get massages every month because I have migraines and sometimes I would fall clean asleep. And sometimes my spirit would just be so restless. I just laid there and I was like, well, we're here for an hour, just <laughs> laying here, so I guess we'll pray. And those actually end up being some, like, pretty, just amazing, great times of the Lord, like I said, kind of had me trapped. I wasn't distracted by anything else, because distractions, a lot of times for me, and this kind of goes into the tools, but, like, oh, this one, I don't do my quiet time at home. I do my quiet time. I get dressed and I drive to work. And I do my quiet time at my desk. Because if not, I would be sitting there trying to do my quiet time and look across the room and be like, I should have folded those clothes. Let me go do that. I should have put that up. Let me go. So sometimes the Lord for me has to get me away by myself um, so that I'm not distracted because I'm hard-headed and apparently yeah, ADHD. <laughs> So, um, okay, let's roll to with that. Um, I think this will, we'll discuss for a bit prayer tools that we use. Um, and this is another one of those things that, um, when I really truly got serious about having a quiet time, you would hear people talk about like, Oh, I have to have all this stuff around. And I would be like, you need to have a devotional it probably already has the scripture written in it. You don't even, like, no. Now it's like I have, you know, stacks up because it really is helpful in a lot of ways. So um, one tool that I like, like I said, prayer journaling. That is a huge thing for me. I like to write down my prayers in very clear words, um, not generic, so that if it doesn't come true, you're not as disappointed. Um, personally, I write them in black ink, um, so that I can't, you know, go add 
something or erase something. Um, but also I will go back and highlight prayers that have been answered. And that seems silly. And I don't know where on earth I got this idea. The prayer journaling I got from Priscilla Shire. But the highlighting, I don't know. But I'll go back and I'll like highlight. And so one, that shows like God's faithfulness, but also it is multicolored by the end. So you can see, oh, you know, timing wise, it all worked on so many different timing levels, which for me personally, where impatience and timing is such a spiritual struggle, that's nice for me to see. And something that Priscilla said, and we were, as we were talking about distractions, that was kind of her thing, um, was to just keep like, scratch note, post it, whatever. If you think of something that is distracting, just jot down because Satan will throw all kinds of stuff in your mind. Right? Oh yeah, I need to defrost the chicken. I'm not going to remember that. Oh, I need to add that to blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to remember that. I'm sitting at my desk, you know, because I have I'm surrounded by my school stuff, that stuff. And so I just make notes and I move on with it. And when my prayer time is done, I can, you know, handle that list of notes. I don't have to worry about forgetting it. Where in the past, I would be like, try to remember that. And then that's all you can think about. And you can't like it. And like, and so that is literally in a weird way, a spiritual battle tool that I use to fight Satan, trying to distract me in the midst of praying. Um, because he does. So what, um, what else tools that y'all use? Well, I, <clears throat> golly, I have just started the prayer journaling because you brought it to class one day and I was like, okay, why well, had I thought about that before? Because I'm, I hadn't it's either. very easy to, like you say, to get distracted mm-hmm. when you are trying to have this, and I can't exactly journal in the car. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> God. Um, and so I have just started that. So I'm brand new to it all. But I have found it to be so, like, so rewarding mm-hmm. because I can get it all out on paper so much better. Yes. I feel like I can articulate it even mm-hmm. if it's me. So I've thoroughly enjoyed starting yeah. that, for sure. I was going to say, and I think it also holds me accountable to, like, I've seen the sign you buy on, like, Etsy. I remember when I prayed for the things I have now. Do you really? Because I know how often I get my prayer requests answered and now I've moved on to the next mm-hmm. thing I need or want. And I forget God's faithfulness. So having that visual reminder personally there is a lot of times it kind of checks my attitude of wanting to be like, well, you know, I'm praying about this and I don't know, like, what it, you're taking too long, Lord, and be like, oh, no, I remember this thing <laughs> I prayed about. <laughs> Never mind, Lord, I changed my mind. Um, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad you did that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't no, it's know. very elementary. I'm going to, oh, because yours was color-coded and all the things. That well, girl, I mean, <laughs> and I'll say, and that's something that I've learned, because me being, the personality type I am. I originally like it had to be written pretty and spelled correctly. And and like, no, Mm -hmm. like it can literally be a sentence and it doesn't have to be every prayer. Cause then I got to almost being legalistic with myself of like, Oh, I remembered like whatever you heard somebody's mother died halfway through your day. And like, Oh, I need to write that in my prayer journal. No girl prayer journals in the beginning 
of the day. Remember what you remember. What you don't remember, that's fine. Move on. Like, don't make your tools legalistic. Right. Mm-hmm. Where then you dread doing right. it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to dread it. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that our church um, used to do, I have not seen it in a while, um, but I've done it in other methods as well, is like a prayer guide of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I choose one topic a month to pray over. It may be a person. It may be the country for July. It may be the start of school for when we're doing that. It may be a best friend who's going through something, like whatever. Um, I pray for that person. for and just And it can be small. And what Christy said, a lot of times it is, I literally do not know what they need, but you have laid it on my heart to pray about this person. And that's almost become in my prayer time kind of a exciting thing of, okay, Lord, like, like right now, it is the end of January. I don't know what my prayer focus is for February yet. I've prayed about it. I don't have like just the, oh, this is what you need to pray for. January was very, very clear. Um... So it's kind of like, ooh, what's the Lord going to do? Like, who, who, who is this going to be the focus on? Sometimes, if I'm real honest, the Lord says, I would like you to pray for so-and-so who's currently trying to ruin your life. And I'm like, I know I misunderstood you, Father, because you would never call me to pray for a whole month for somebody. Like, But clearly, he's changing me, right? And um, you grow, and there's a lot of learning in that. But, like, just having... Something and I like you can look up Advent prayer guide. You can look up prayer guides for moms. You can buy a prayer journal online that has a guide in it. And sometimes that I think is easier than just sitting down and going, I need to pray. Thank you for my life. Thank you for like it just gives you a little something to work with um, that often can kind of help you grow in that. And that was something when our church started doing prayer guides about, I don't know, a decade ago, I was like, okay, yeah, like, this gives me something to work with, and specific, and kind of just, I don't know, kind of rewired how I did my prayer time. I think, um, I know we've mentioned, like, you know, prayer shouldn't be legalistic a Mm -hmm. lot, um, so I found several years back, it's, uh, just a book of liturgical prayers, which is very legalistic, right? Um, just on the the premise of what that is. Right. You know, it's a written out prayer. Um, you know, if you grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, it's kind of like the responsive readings. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. um, when I found it, it's called Every Moment Holy, and they've got like two different volumes of the book. And essentially what it is, is it is these beautiful prayers that are written that are meant to be like something you can look up and you can read in these moments. And so there's like, you know, a a liturgy for um, changing a dirty diaper. There's a liturgy for when you're about to go shopping, you know, and all of this stuff. There's a liturgy for um, like eating a meal alone and, you know, reading that type stuff. And so when I found that book and I kind of like read through some of those, what that did for me was number one, because it's called every moment holy, it made me realize because of the insignificant moments that were listed out in that book with liturgies attached to it, like 
it reminded me to go back to the simple things, that there's nothing too simple to talk to God about. At the same time, it's this very, like, beautifully written, you know, about this very mundane moment a lot of times. And so it it honestly just, like, opened up, you know, my eyes to it or whatever. So um, I, I will a lot of times, like, when I'm very weary or when I just don't really have words to say or, you know, sometimes there's a, um, like, we just recently had some situations at work and there's literally one that's like, um, a liturgy for one who employs or a liturgy for one who works. Um, I think I've shared it on my Facebook and stuff before. There's a liturgy for a healthcare worker. And like, I found that during COVID. And when I read that, it was like, whoa, wow. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so sometimes even just like praying somebody else's words, um, mm-hmm. they're scriptural basis, but they're not, not really, um, exactly scripture, but this one, um, you can follow them online to every moment holy. Um, but this is just like a snippet of a liturgy to be- to begin a purposeful gathering. Um, so I kind of think that like that's that's what this podcast can be or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is just a little snippet. Um, but it says, "Grant each of us a place to humbly receive and to faithfully serve." that we might know in this brief gathering a foretaste of that greater communion yet to come. And so sometimes just like reading some of that stuff um, gives you words that maybe you can't articulate Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And it also like a lot of times I'll read that and I'm just like, at the end of it, I'm like, thank you Lord for the beauty of these words. Yeah. And that legalistic, I mean, it is almost like a legalistic prayer, you know, that you read or, or a response to, you know, a moment or whatever. But in my heart, it just stirs up more gratitude and it just leads into more authentic prayers um, for me. Because that's, you know, I think I talked about it even in like the words of the year, like words and sentiments and mm-hmm. things like that are, they speak so deeply to me and to my soul that that's just a really... Um, a meaningful way to kind of get me started. I like that. Um, yeah, just having that guidance and just seeing somebody else's perspective. Yeah. In it, um, that, that's good. I'll have to look at that. Um, Meg kind of mentioned this, but originally the way I have it labeled comes from our pastor having a dip playlist. Um, so our pastor suggested having a playlist for the dips of life that have songs that pour truth into you and pour words into you. And sometimes my most like, cause prayer is worship. I know we, mm-hmm. we try to separate those, but sometimes my most worshipful moments are with music. Like Meg said, sometimes that just, you remember it better I can sing songs that we learned in children's choir 35 years ago. Can't tell you what I taught my kids last Friday, but those children's choir songs I got. Um, but sometimes that is that is the prayer. I think of like, God, turn it around. That chorus, which is very repetitive, um, I would literally at one point when I was going through something, I literally stood in the hallway during class change and just in my mind over and over, God turned and just sang it and just sang it. And that was literally 
my heart and my prayer that is not just, you know, me listening to this really great song, which is a jam, um, but also the the heart of it, of just, you know, God turned this around. Um, and so I think that that's a great place, especially if maybe you're not comfortable in the silence. I think for me personally, and I've always said this, if you read our blog, you've seen it a thousand times. Um, the hardest commandment in the Bible for me is Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I'm God. That's the be still part that I don't do well with. And I remember, oh gosh, probably eight years ago or so, we had a revival at our church. And for the week and a half or so of the revival, they asked us to get up every morning and do an hour like quiet time. And it was, you know, devotion, prayer, and part of it was meditation, listen, like praying, but also listening for God's response. And oh my word, you come real face to face with yourself when you are required to, you know, sit there with no music, no whatever, and just try to focus on God. Because my mom focuses everywhere else. My my little brain starts singing a song because the silence, I don't do silence well. Um, uncomfortable silence, let me rephrase that. Um, but I think kind of like with friends, like if we were all just sitting here hanging out, nobody talking, wouldn't bother me in the least. That becomes more comfortable with God as well. But I think music can help you transition to that. You don't have to fill all the space of your prayer time with talking. Um, because at some point you're, you're going to want to hear what God says. Yeah. Um, and I, think, I have, to, oh, go ahead. Well, I just think like prayer is worship oh, yeah. and like music does put me in such a mood. I mean, there are times that I physically will be like, God, I am not praying right now. So I'm turning on this other channel. Well, like, like I mean, I'm listening to your face. Yeah. yeah. You may not be able to put in. Yeah. And so with that, but, yeah. yeah, like I will literally be like, I am not listening to worship music or Christian music at all right now because I'm just not ready to talk about that. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, or then at the same time, like when there's so much pressure from the world, it's like, okay, Lord, that is enough of the devil today. Uh, like right. we are saturating right. all the, you know, the waves <laughs> with you, um, the sound waves, the airwaves, you know, everything. Right. And, and so then I will also put on, that very worship-filled, you know, spirit-filled music to listen to, and then it automatically kind of helps me to transition. Right. That's what I was going to say. Exactly that is that music helps me transition into that yeah. almost that time. And I know when I come, because I used to be so bad about, all right, I've got, okay, I've got a whole two minutes before I have to go do the next thing. I can pray for two minutes, and Lord, I need this, this, and this person's sick, and this, blah, 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 and then I just go, and like, I had to really, I don't remember, it might have been Pastor David, it might have been, I'm sure it's been multiple people throughout my 39 <laughs> years on this planet, but that when you go to him, you should go to him in thankfulness first, mm -hmm. and you should, you know, approach him as, you know, not, here's what you can do for me, but thank you for all that you've done for me, whether it's just loving me so unconditionally in a way I do not deserve it, but just thank you, thanking him first, and then going to him, because then... It just clears your heart. And so much about prayer and just everything in our walk has to do, it starts with our heart, our posture and our heart. And so I think that 
for me, I have to, that music helps me. And I'm the same way. Like when there's silence anywhere, I start singing a song in my head. And if I've been saturating, like you said, with, you know, truth and music, those are the songs I automatically think of. And so, you know, the build a boat song right now is my favorite. (laughs) You know, I don't know what's going to happen. It is not raining, but I'm going to build a boat because you told me to, right? Like, I love that song because it's so true. Um, But I don't know. There's so much truth in so many of those lyrics. But for me with prayer, I just, I have to watch my attitude because sometimes it can be gruff and um, it's just easier to think about the bad. But for me, I have to go to him in thankfulness before I can even, to make sure my heart is in the right place to to pray. So, but music helps that for me. Yeah. Like yesterday, literally on repeat, I played Christy Knuckles has a new song called Valor, mm-hmm. um, which if you just read like the def- definition of the word valor and then you listen to the lyrics, like, I mean, just over and over, like right. I just kept praying, praying those lyrics or whatever. But what the, what that became is the 12 times that I listened to it as I was running right. errands yesterday I came up with like 12 different things in my life or in situations around me that I was praying those lyrics over. But, you know, in, in that, um, in the context of that new, you know, situation that I had, but yeah. And and go with the music too. Like I'll listen to like one of our favorites, my girl's eyes, Wave Walker by Citizen Way. It's Mm -hmm. a beat song. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh God, you're just the best. Like you, you don't have to always, come to him needing something because as Brittany was saying I think with a lot of times prayer it doesn't have to be those big moments that you are you know coming before God and you know just just in need of something I think some of my what I've learned to be kind of sweet moments is like wow Lord that sunset is the most beautiful thing thank you for letting me see that or like, you know, we have in our neck of the woods, we have lots of wildlife. Like, oh, thank you for, you know, the chance to see deer walking through my backyard. Um, just like the small things. Because one, how great that he lets us have them. But also, you know, it's it's like keeping getting used to just having conversations with God. He is your father. Climb in his lap. He is not, I mean... He is the king, but you are a child of the king. You are not this lowly peasant. And so you have the ability to go before him with big, small, good, bad, everything. Absolutely everything. Um, And so that's, you know, just, I think, a a sweet thing. Um, Last little thing, and we kind of hit on this a little bit. I think Meg was the one that mentioned it, is prayer warriors. And I think this is a pride thing of not wanting to tell people your problems so that they will pray, so that they'll know you're, and once again, having those friends that are in that part of your life. Um, I think of Moses and Aaron and her, when Moses was holding his staff up, and when his arms were in the air, the Israelites were winning, and when he put his arms down because they were tired, they started losing. And so Aaron and her literally put a stone under him so he could sit and rest, and they held his arms up when he was too tired to do so. And I know that sometimes there are times of people having to hold me up in prayer. Ignore the scratching, it's Bella. <laughs> um, but... 
you know, I think having that, knowing that somebody else is praying for you, knowing that somebody else is carrying your request, you're not alone in this fight, you know, um, somebody else is going before the Lord and potentially with a different perspective. I think I've learned that a lot in the last, I don't know, six months as I've prayed for someone of a lot of times, maybe people are praying for us things that we don't even know we need to pray for ourselves um, because they see a different side of what's going on. Um, and like how much that can move and change and we can grow in that um, just because they're bringing that before the Lord. And I mean, let's be honest, we are told in um, first John, you don't have because you don't ask, you know, and I think sometimes that's a pride thing. Sometimes what we said of like not thinking it's good enough. Um, but a lot of times other people will ask on our behalf. I have no issue asking for y'all. Um, and so, you know, having those prayer warriors who will, will pray over you, but also who can speak God's answers back into you, like that discernment of, you know, just the truth of what you're seeing. Um, I think, um, early, well, it's probably been about a month or so ago, you know, definitely no theologian over here. So there are parts of the Bible that I like, I read and I'm like, has this been in here the entire time, right. you know, or did it just jump in here? But, um, I had never really paid attention to or, or heard, um, the parable of the persistent widow in, mm -hmm. um, Luke 18. Is it Luke? Yeah. Um, Anyway, like it literally starts out, this is um, a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Um, and it just talks about, you know, like the widow was asking a judge who did not fear God, did not, did not have any regard for man. Um, and she just kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. And because of her persistence in asking, like that judge who had no regard for for God or man ended up granting mm -hmm. what she was asking for. Um, and I think like when we were talking about or kind of me just thinking about the title of, of this episode that you called it, you know, keep asking boldness. Um, I think sometimes for me, the boldness is that you keep asking. Um, because a lot of times I feel like, you know, if I say it once, like it should just stand like that should, that should still be, you know, mm -hmm. relevant until it's not, you know, like, or it should still be an ask until you answer it, God, you know, or whatever. But sometimes just that persistence and like keeping on asking and, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, so when I re read that, it just like really struck a chord with me that, you know, it, it is okay even in those small moments just to kind of keep being that um, persistent person who is asking for that because in this particular case, you know, it's just a reminder too of like uh, a judge who was, had no regard for God or man, like yeah, how he answered that. So even more so like, how would your father in heaven right. answer you um, for your persistence? So um, I just found that, you know, yeah. Feel like it just jumped in the Bible, just last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> um, but I felt like it was uh, just a really timely yeah. point for me, just a reminder. Um, and like, and sometimes recognizing God speaking to you in that, yeah, and sometimes just that boldness is is literally just continuing, yeah, to ask. Yeah. And I think within that, 
being willing to listen for the answer, mm-hmm. being willing to hear an answer that is not what you want. Um, you know, so often when we talk about prayer and study prayer, we talk about talking, like what you're saying, what you're, and listening is not always a part of, yeah. you know, what we talk about. Um, but that is something I know there have been times in my life Um, especially when I'm not as close to God as I need to be for whatever reason, um, where I have prayed something, I've been like, Lord, why won't you answer this? And his response is, I have. And you flat out refuse to listen. Like, and I'm not going to change my response because you're being stubborn. So here's the response again. Do with it as you see fit, you know? Um, And I think about, like, how great would your conversation with your parents be or with your spouse or whomever if you just talk, 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 and when they went to respond, you were like, okay, guy, go. Like, yeah. I think another point, too, is just, like, culturally, you know, when it's talking about a widow, they really had... Society had nothing for yeah. widows yeah. in that day and time. You know, they were the least of these. They had mm-hmm. um, they had nobody to, like, speak up for them or anything like that. And so, you know, I think, too, like we've talked about, you know, sometimes we have to put on music to kind of get our heart right. Or sometimes we do legalized prayer like we can't even, we can't pray out loud at church unless we're in the right heart space, mm-hmm. you know, or things like that. And I think it's just also a reminder because he chose it was the widow that was persistent and got this, a reminder that it doesn't matter how you come or who you are as you mm-hmm. come or what society thinks of you or, or how much of an outsider you are, you know, uh, or anything like that. It's, it's your, it's basically the faith that you bring mm-hmm. um, in asking for those things. And it's very personal, yeah. you know, within yeah. that. Um, like she truly believed yeah. that she needed that. Yeah. Um, your methodology, while we can give obviously what we've learned and what we've used, but like ultimately this is a relationship between you and God. Yeah. And as with any relationship, what works for one, you know, group may not work for the other. Um, and so that's something that I think you have to have, you know, let's get prayerful. Um, prayerful heart over how best to proceed with that. Yeah. Any other comments? Okay. I'm so glad we got to finally have this conversation. Um, you'll definitely hear us continue to talk about prayer just because it is a part of our lives. Um, and a part that I, I know I've seen growing in all of us. Um, so thank you for joining us with the conversation this week. Our yummies review. What we think that that we're gonna. You have to go Instagram to find out who got the baby. I was gonna say we can't tell who got the baby. Um, you'll have to go and see the live cut in of the cake. <laughs> wait, wait, but what is it? What really makes it? You have to warm it. You have to warm it up, baby. Okay, I didn't know this. <laughs> Nobody told me that in the South the king cake box sits out with a knife in it. And you just cut yourself a piece. I didn't know you had to warm okay, it. Well, you warm it for 12 seconds. and it's... Which was the perfect time. I know. We know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, like I've not been doing this since I can warm myself. My mom did it before. 12 seconds. My mother has failed me she on the has. king cake. She I'm has. not sure my family has ever bought a king cake. Well, because they didn't warm it up. That's... 
but thing. was it so much better? Well, it was we so good. All warmed, warmed ours, and Bailey ran to the restroom, and I said, "Well, I'm warming hers." <laughs> And it has now changed her life. It so. has. That is now going Prayer to be my method. Prayer changed your life in 12 and seconds. warm up at the game table. Life, so. That's the yummy. That's yeah, the that's, there it is. There it is. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.